0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards.
1: Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Bing a dee bong a bing bing bong about the
0: bings bang bing bong a bing it bong but it right? bing is it. ba bing
1: how are we, James? I'm great. How are you? I'm very well. This is a suggestible podcast in case you didn't know. Ah, I knew my it. My name is Claire Taunty in case you didn't know that either. I'm your wife. You're my husband. We're married. We recommend you things to watch, read and listen to. Yep. Uh, we're so glad you're here. We Thank are. Thank you very much. I have a plug, James, right oh up top. Oh, my
0: God. Always with the plugs.
1: <laughs> Just one quick one. So I have a couple of shows coming up. One in Yakandanda on Saturday. It's a little regional country town. I'm really excited. Two o'clock in the afternoon. The second one is in Malwela. Two o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, which is like a little country town near Yarrawonga. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. And then if you live in the old Melbs or you're just around in the traps, I will be playing three o'clock at the Wesleyan in Northgate. My whole album. It'll be very fancy and exciting. I've got a fabulous new blue dress I'm going to wear. I'm really looking forward to it we got a sweet, sweet as sound engineer who's going to be doing all the bells and whistles. So I'm really excited. Also, a wonderful woman called Lauren Beatty from 10 Psychology is also going to be doing a little thing. Beautiful singer-songwriter. Hannah Ackfield is going to be singing with me at the Wesleyan. And Candice McLeod, who is a singer-songwriter, is going to be performing with me at Yak and at Mawela. And that's it. That's all, that's my plugs. My
0: goodness, that's very exciting. Well, I can't wait to stay home and look after the kids <laughs> while you frolic around. <laughs>
1: hey, you're, hey, no, you're going to come to the Wesleyan one. Oh, we'll
0: be at that one, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah you will. No, but This is my very first time doing a tiny little tour. Mm. So I'm I'm very nervous, actually. I don't know what it's going to be like. Will anyone show up? Will I be playing to an empty room? I don't know. It's hard to tell.
0: Well, you know, people can go and find out how empty it is.
1: And <laughs> yeah, just poke like, fun at oh, me so through the window. Yeah, correct. No, look, whoever will be there will be there, and I'm just so excited to be playing music, mate. So uh, That's it. Oh, and just very quickly, by the by, I also have records for sale over at my website. It's a very sweet, sweet teas in mm-hmm. all kinds of sizes, including extra, extra, extra large and extra, extra small. And all that's the way. it. There's nothing in between. <laughs> nothing in between. And you can also purchase my album if you want to support a little old artist like me, you can buy it directly from my website, however, it's also on Spotify.
0: That's great, Claire. Yeah. I'm going to talk about one of my recommendations. All right. For this Is work. that
1: enough of a plug? Good. You've, Shameless. You've
0: had enough fun. Like I've that.
1: had enough fun. I had a lot of fun with that bingity bong.
0: I watched a movie. It's called Ghosted. My God. It's directed by Dexter Fletcher.
1: Just drinking myself a hot chockey.
0: Dexter Fletcher, you might know from the TV show Press Gang.
1: I thought it was from that show Dexter where he cuts into an orange very sexily but slightly ominously. No,
0: Claire, you're thinking <laughs> of the TV show Dexter and then maybe the Dexter <laughs> revival series that did last year. Am
1: I right though that it's like weirdly sexy and also violent? It's supposed to be
0: like a methodical serial killer cutting up kind of situation. Yeah. Doing a doing a murder bit of food or whatever. Super you know, Dexter weird. Fletcher also directed Rocket Man.
1: Rocket Man. Yeah, the
0: Elton John biopic. Yeah. I think he's a great director. So anyway, he's he's directed this movie. It's written by Rhett Reese, Paul Werner, Chris McKenna, and Eric Summers. So here's the synopsis: Salt of the Earth, Cole, played by Captain America's own Chris. Sorry, I'm
1: only laughing because I really enjoy how you say synopsis. What's his
0: name? Chris Evans, who's Isaacs. Captain America.
1: You know Chris ba- Evans. Ba- ba- bad, bad ba- I, you know what? Ba-bon.
0: I know people love that song. I fucking hate that <laughs> song, and I don't know why. I've always hated it. I fucking hate that song, and I don't know why. Because I know that if you like look at it as a song. It's either like really good or there's nothing wrong with it. Like <laughs> I know that. But I fucking hate it, Claire. I've so just much. always fucking hated wow. it. It's just like. you He's got better songs.
1: <laughs> I actually quite like that song. It's a fucking terrible but song. Not, but I like it even in my more opinion. now that you hate it. You might have ruined it for me now. Good. I actually really like that Wicked, Wicked song. Is it the Wicked game? Whatever the other one is. Yeah, totally. I completely agree. I think it's because I remember there was
0: an era when I was like really into like your rock musics, you know, when I used to listen to music and uh, one of the songs and then like so I'd listen to a rock station and that song got like heavy rotation so you'd hear it every hour. So maybe that's why I hate it.
1: Yeah, that very well could be that Mm. repetition.
0: Hate broken it. Broken your brain. Hate
1: it. To be fair, it's not the kind of song you want to hear on high rotation. It's the song I want to hear. Baby thing, ba thing. Baby, awful. thing. the lyrics, the
0: cadence I didn't of it. Think so. The rhythm. I hate it. Anyway, Salt of the Earth Cole. Oh,
1: sorry. Yes, I was stop interrupting.
0: Captain America's Chris Evans. He's head over heel for the enigmatic Sadie, who is played by Anna mm. Diarmas. Do you know who Anna D'Amis is? No, I don't. She was the one that James Bond recently in the new James Bond had a little adventure of, in.
1: Oh, yes. Not in. 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 No. Oh, I mean, he is very famous for yeah, that. Yeah,
0: she's this one.
1: I mean, she's James Bond. She's in like Knives Out and whatever. Yes, I know who she is. Yes. Both yes. great. Not only
0: actors, action stars, they could do comedy, they do it all, right? But here's the thing, right? There's this shocking discovery after their chance encounter that she's actually a secret agent. And before they can decide on a second date, Cole and Sadie are swept away on an international adventure to save the world. Now, have you ever seen the movie True Lies, Claire? The movie True Lies got Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis and he's actually a super secret CIA spy and then, and then she finds out and they drag along and there's a, it's an action movie. James Cameron directed it. Uh, she does a sexy pole dance in it. Yes, I have, yes, yes, I have. It's yes, a great yes. movie, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. It's kind of in that vein. Did you you saw The Lost City with Channing Tatum? I loved that. And um uh, Sandy Bull.
1: Yes, Sandy Bull.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good old. So it's the, like the in that vein where ones, you know, maybe not what you're thinking, mm. whatever. I yes. know I know th- that this Lost City, one of them isn't a spy, it's not the point. Mm. Anyways, imagine that. Yes. But not as good by like a very wide margin. <laughs> by like quite a lot. Okay. It's one of those movies. Where you're watching it and you're like, this feels like a movie, a fake movie, I should say, inside of a real movie. You ever watching a movie and they show a trailer for a fake movie? Yeah. That's what this movie is. It's a fake movie. It's not real. Like everything about it is bizarre and everyone's hair is weird and, like, the chemistry is off. There's, like, green screen, obvious, like, when there shouldn't be, like, obvious. And, like, bizarre sets that don't kind of have any kind of aesthetic to them. (laughs) The chemistry's fucked. Like, you're, like, the two of them are just, like, these people. Anna Diyamas is wearing a wig the entire time. And I have excellent wig, Dar. Like, a lot of people would probably think that was fine. It's very distracting. (laughs) And there's a
1: a bad, bad Yeah, there's a lot of, like,
0: people pretending to drive and have conversations. (laughs) Both of these people also... Very funny in real life, in other movies, also in a movie they did together called (laughs) Knives Out from a few years ago, which was they had more chemistry in that even though one of them was a complete psycho. (laughs) Here are some review headlines. Ghosted. Dreadfully big action star comedy deserves to be ignored. That's number one. (laughs) Whoa. This is number two. Ghosted review. At least it's shorter than the grey man. Now you might be like, what's the grey man? That's another fake movie that they made that I didn't watch, which also has Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling and somebody else probably. Again, a movie that it went straight to Netflix and it's like not very What good. is this? And I haven't seen it. I don't know. Maybe it's amazing. <laughs> this is a great one. Ghosted. Say hello to the worst movie of the year. By far. <laughs>
1: So I'm confused. Are you recommending we watch this because it's so bad? I don't even know.
0: (laughs) So it stars, as I mentioned, Adanyamas, Chris Evans, Adrian Brody's in it, who I love.
1: What? And to be fair, I have to say, I can't let this go by without pointing it out. Chris Evans is your boy. I fucking love Chris you Evans. You love Chris Evans. You would kiss him. i will kiss him a heartbeat. You would. You love that guy. He you would, love him so he much. Went, he
0: went on social media or whatever this week and it was like, I made the movie Sunshine and everybody hated it. I love it. And I'm like, I love that movie, Chris <laughs> Evans. That's my favourite movie. I know That's when I realised when they cast you as Captain America and everyone was like, boo, he was already the human torch. I was like, no. He was in the movie Sunshine. He's amazing in that movie. <laughs> and he was an amazing Captain America. He did a very good job. <laughs> he did a very
1: good job. I really ignited a Chris Evans bomb. Yeah. I just. I know we have previously discussed this. I think he's not that attractive. And you. No, I lost understand. Your I mind. understand how
0: you might not think he was attractive. But I also like. And maybe he'll get cancelled for like shooting a fucking endangered tiger or whatever. I don't know that. But at this point, he seems very nice and also like riddled with anxiety. And just, and like, he's
1: also very talented. He's, all, he's, he's, all, in, he's, he's a also great a, actor. He can also dance. He does
0: it all, Claire. He's in not another teen movie, which shouldn't be anything, but it is. He's, and largely because what's well, written better than those other movies. But he's also very good in it. Question: He played knockoff Freddie Prinz Jr. Li- and somehow he got to where he is, as opposed <laughs> to Freddie Prinz Jr., who, to be fair, like stepped away to have a family and whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. no shout on Freddie Prince Jr. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I never saw Wing Commander. Anyway, so go on. <laughs> What are you going to say?
1: Nothing. Doesn't matter. You just – I was just having a little giggle in my head because I was imagining you in a shop and then Chris Evans coming in and singing you Baby Did a Bad Bad Thing and you being like, all right, Chris Evans, no, I don't mind this song unacceptable. anymore. Unacceptable.
0: <laughs> unacceptable.
1: Oh, not even Chris Evans could turn you on no, that song.
0: The chemistry, I cannot stress me enough.
1: Stress me enough? I cannot
0: stress you enough, It's Claire. so bad. Just squeeze you like a stress ball Ooh, so you understand. Okay. It's fucking weird. Like, they don't even feel like, and other people have said this, that they filmed on the same day. Even when they touch or kiss, it's like, are they though? It feels like it was shot in quarantine, but it wasn't. Like, it couldn't have been. Right? It's so weird. And the other, thing, uh, the other thing is, and look, I know you'll probably disagree. <sighs> she's a super spy, right? And I think mm. she fits the role better because, like, she, like she's done that before. She's very good at action, as he is, because he does some action stuff in this as well. Mm. But he's such a, a weird fucking loser and he's got this desperate energy in addition to his character written as, like, really possessive and, like, he meets a girl and he'll text her, like, a hundred times or whatever. Like, he does mm. shit like that. And it's, like, he's too good-looking to have turned into this. Like, he's <laughs> he, it wouldn't have happened to him because he would have just had people throwing themselves at him his entire life.
1: Including James Clement. Including me.
0: <laughs> where... He just w- just wouldn't be his personality. You could have cast, like, Seth Rogen, right, because he's yeah. more of an everyman. That's yeah. not to say he's ugly. I actually think Seth Rogen is normal looking to attractive for an average and person.
1: weirdly, I think, and I don't know, I feel like I'm probably alone in this, Seth Rogen is more attractive than Chris Evans. Sure. However, Chris Evans is, is objectively better looking. I understand. Odd. Strange. Don't know why that is. I think it's, it's BD
0: energy, I, I I completely agree. And I think that's uh, like a uh, – yeah, it's that. It's BD energy. It's how people carry themselves. I know people get caught up on like mm. height and like fitness and like – I don't know. But like, I
1: think a lot of it has to do with that kind of charisma and – Completely agree. And it, this is an energy about yeah. and it's something like a you, Seth Rogan. something
0: you can work on if you're talking to somebody as a man of the opposite sex or not, whoever you're attracted to – and the way is you work on yourself, and you talk to somebody that you're attracted to, or any woman, just like they're a person.
1: We've discussed. <laughs> There's a before. little.
0: There's a little secret for you. All you're gonna do is talk to somebody. You know how like you're a person. Yeah that person is also a person (laughs) and that's all we need to remember.
1: What is so wild to me is that you've said this to me before, like revolutionary advice.
0: No, you would be shocked how many people do not know that. But I
1: know, but this is what I'm saying to you, that you've said it to me as revolutionary advice and I've gone, that's ridiculous, but then I also have spoken to you and other men and and also seen other men in my life speaking to, this is very hetero, but to other women (laughs) and being like, oh, that's why you're being weird. Yeah. Or conversely, in my life, I've experienced that where I've seen a perfectly kind of regular man talking to his friends in a regular way. And then I entered the conversation and yeah, Excuse he, me. I, excuse me. I'm a I'm a person here just wanting to about? be talking to like a regular person. No, and they, they they almost freak out. Mm. Like they almost don't know, particularly if you say something like add add to the conversation or say something slightly funny yeah. or like sarcastic. They It's like they have not all men obviously, but some do. They yeah. freak out. They're like, you're not supposed to talk like that. Mm. And how do I talk to you? I don't know.
0: And the answer is you don't. You
1: walk away. <laughs> no, but it is. It's just that really strange thing. I even, yeah, I just wonder about that. It is still funny to me sometimes mm. that you get people who say, and particularly with my album, like oh my blog. god! I know okay. I can't stop
0: I wonder if about it. Don't want to talk to you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but because it's women's stories, right? The yeah. storytelling. You like, I have had people, men particularly, say to me things like, "I had never thought about my mother as a person before," mm. which is wild to me. Yeah, and I, but I also get that. I guess as a kid, you also sort of sometimes like...
0: people like. They hide that aspect of themselves from Yeah, their they kids absolutely or do. Or whatever. So, I agree. Yeah.
1: yeah, but it is just an interesting thing, isn't it? Why do men think that? Like, why? I think it's so- the
0: conditionings of it. I mean, look, you've got all these these absolutely unfuckable dorks giving these oh, like God, that's very giving harsh. These, giving this like instant. No, 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 no. This is you're not you, you've cut me off here. Oh, Claire. Sorry, I'll, I'll leave I'm here. talking about the guys who sell this kind of advice to people who. It's practice. Like if you want to talk to somebody, it's practice. Like and you're going to like fail. And also some people, they don't fucking like you. And it's got nothing to do with you. It's their preference. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you you just keep going. That's just part of it. Not everybody is going to like you or respond to you in the way that you want them to. Mm. And that's fine. But it's literally just talk to people like people. But you got people being like, you say this line and you treat yourself as a... Women are high-value assets, and you know what I mean? If they go like this, and then you go like this, and you say this, and then – and even if you somehow manage to trick a woman into bed, which can be done, I I I assume (laughs) I wouldn't know. But if you did, you're not – what are you getting out of that? Nothing. Like, they're just going to figure out it anyway. you know what I mean, that you're like this, that you've done this thing. So you may as well just be, like, the genuine nice version of yourself, you know? Mm. These people, like, they – like your Jordan Petersons and whoever the fuck else, like, lunatics. Just, like, again, unfuckable dorks, miserable, like, from birth. Do not listen to them is my point. Dating gurus, whatever, they're usually, like, crossed over with crypto bros. Awful. Stay away from them. I'm not saying I have all the answers, but I know more than them.
1: I (laughs) great. This is the quote of the day. This is the show title. Don't put that as a show title, colleagues. Look (laughs) – What I do think is very, very valuable is the thing that you said about women just being people and anyone you're attracted to, whoever you are, also going into an initiation of that vibe, A, with the the idea that anything that happens needs to be consensual and checking in with that person every step of the way. There's actually nothing wrong with doing that at all Mm. and it's much better to verbally actually check the whole way through. So that's one thing. The other thing I would say obviously is that you're in there to be curious about the other person as well. Absolutely, yeah. And so listening and asking interested questions and then responding to the answer they give you with another question is so valuable.
0: You might be surprised.
1: Yeah. (laughs) you're
0: right. And also like...
1: It's so Obviously en- that yeah. goes
0: both ways. If the other person is just talking about themselves the entire time, you can just be like, oh well, this isn't for me necessarily. Correct. You know? Exactly. Not, that's not strictly a men thing, but but No, it's not. It's but, definitely not. It's this but, a
1: relationship but, yeah, thing.
0: But it's something that to be aware of that and it's also, I think, more interesting than talking about yourself the whole time.
1: Yeah, because I think I have experienced this and I know girlfriends of mine have too. And I and this is not a gendered thing, it's just, you know, the dating world. Sometimes people going into a date or into meeting someone with the idea that what they need to do is impress that person. And so they go in with this energy of like, these are all the things that I could do and this is how I am and this is who I think I should be and this is like the cool stuff I do and I'm awesome and Yeah. And actually that kind of does the opposite a lot of the time. I'm sure some people are into that, but that actually does the opposite. I agree. What you you should be going into any kind of situation is, yeah, with that genuine curiosity about the other person and then you hope that then they reciprocate
0: that. It's also going to come up. Like if you've got something that you're proud of and you want to talk about yeah. it, it, will come up.
1: Exactly. But, you know, but going in just like that is I I think from my perspective quite unattractive. Just make sure you tell yeah. everybody
0: how much money you have. That's important. That's number one. That's rule number one.
1: <laughs> the other thing that I love and I we've said this on the show before, you said to me in the past, which is another thing that just totally blew my mind and made me depressed but also I think is truthful, you said women don't owe you anything. Nope. And that... Of co- I, to me, I was like, of course they don't bloody owe you anything. What would they owe you? They're just a person living their life, walking around. It's like if some,
0: you buy somebody a drink or whatever and they accept. Yeah. They don't have to talk to you. No. I mean, sure, it would be nice, I guess, you know, if they accepted a drink and, you know, they talked to you for it. But they don't have to and they shouldn't have to. No. And that's okay. I yeah. mean, would it be a shitty thing to do if somebody, you bought, you bought them a drink and then they just turned around and left? Yeah, that would sting, obviously. But, also, but they don't have to, though. Like they can do whatever they want. It's not the, – these things aren't conditional is no. what I'm saying.
1: Correct. Exactly. Exactly. Just the same as taking someone on a date and then that guarantees you nothing other than going on the date with them. Yep. <laughs> All of that stuff. Anyway, I think that's really um, wild and interesting. And I don't know why we got to this point from Chris yeah. – Oh, the chemistry with Chris <laughs> – I guess what I'm saying is at the end the of the day.
0: Uh, it's yes. on Apple Plus. It's a streaming exclusive Apple Plus movie. What's it called? Ghosted. It's called Ghosted. There's just like a breezy nothingness to it, you know. Like, I don't, I don't believe in the supernatural, but you know, if you were like standing in like a corridor and a ghost like moved through you and you felt like, (laughs) oh, it's like that, but a movie. So you're like, I think, I think I just watched a movie.
1: (laughs) I want to watch this now, just for you. You might like it. Like again, like I should stress,
0: completely inoffensive, breezy. There's some okay to terrible action. Nothing looks real. There's a sex scene where they're entirely under the sheet the entire time. Very, very weird movie. (laughs) Very weird movie that obviously. Can we move on now? It's been 20 minutes. It's also not a real movie. Okay, can we move on? I just want to say if you go to look for this movie, it won't be there. I made it up. It's not real.
1: Are you serious?
0: No, it's real. It's a real movie. (laughs) But maybe it's not.
1: I wouldn't really. Maybe I did make it up. Knowing you, I would not be surprised. Anyway. Moving right along from really the movie that Dexter is Fletcher. a movie, yeah. mm, interesting. I don't know I really liked. Um, what did he direct? Knives Out.
0: No, uh, Ryan no, Johnson. Directed Evans uh, Chris directed, Evans. He um, directed
1: Rocket right. Man. Rocket Man. That's he also right. directed Eddie. I really Diego, liked that. I liked which both is of awesome. those. They're Excellent. Yeah. All right, I have a fun. Re- well, yes, fun. Yes, fun recommendation. We saw him in London once in the market. <gasps> we we did, and I don't really know who he is. No, I don't. I no, really know. But Yeah, I remember. No, I don't remember. I never remember anything. I pointed him out, and you went, (laughs) "I don't know."
0: That's what I remember about that.
1: I was too busy living out my Notting Hill dreams. Sure. All right. So my recommendation is the season two of a show called Love Me. Love Me? Mm, love Me. Love you. Love everybody. No, it's just called Love Me. Oh my God. It is an excellent Australian drama. I know you were sceptical about it. No, this Australian one is good from what I've seen of it. It's of really good. It. It's similar to if you have watched the show Offspring. I haven't. It's got a similar vibe to that. It's like slightly on the road of like A Secret Life of Us But I'd say it's more sophisticated and probably a bit more middle class if I want a better word. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So the basic premises is that in Melbourne three family members of different ages of life and stages experience love, loss and the complexity of family relationships. So really it opens in season one with this family and the matriarch of the family dies very suddenly. (sighs) I know she's had... She had some complications and passes away, and so then her kids and her husband are kind of left to unravel and experience the grief and loss, while also kind of dealing with heartbreak. And she okay? Um, well, no, she's dead. So probably, probably. Prob- does not. she make it? No, she doesn't make it. She's dead. What is happening? Does Let me continue my st- anyway. Does she make it heaven So that's you're so annoying. <laughs> Hugo Weaving plays her bereaved husband. Love Hugo Weaving. I know. He's really excellent in this as well. He's really endearing. He's kind of like bumbling and naive. He's just completely lost without her. She was a really charismatic, intense, kind of moody, massive presence. And he was very caring and sort of funny. She comes and goes a little. Yeah, she sort of comes as memories and also sometimes she talks to him. Like he'll be sitting in the car by himself and she'll appear. Hello. Hello. Hello, just Hello, like that. Know, um, the main character in this, though, is his daughter. Um, her name's Clara Matheson. It's played by Bojana Novakovic. Now she is excellent. She is she's a really good. yeah, she's really good. She is a doctor in a hospital. and she really plays the idea of that sort of career minded, very single-focused kind of person who is also at that point in her life where she wants to have a baby. She's in obstetrics herself um, and she's looking for love but just can't find that right person. But she has very little tolerance for anyone really and yeah. very little time to date as well and she's very blunt, which is kind of great to follow. So, so there is quite a lot of comedy in it as well. Um, what I love about season two, so season one was excellent what I love about season two is that it continues to follow the love story, the kind of like will they, won't they, that happened in the first season with the character Peter who's a model and they kind Ooh. of live in the same apartment building. Anyway, um, this is a little spoiler in season one, they finally get together. <sighs> and what's interesting then about season two is that they explore their journey to try to have a baby. Mm. And what I've heard from friends um, who've experienced infertility is it's a really – close and honest look at what happens to a couple when they when they experience something like that and in this case these are some spoilers but peter turns out that he is infertile um mm. and so she is fine but he is isn't and that what that does to their relationship over time how he handles it how she handles it how the people around them handle it the kind of grief around that he already has a son with someone else and so he's then, as
0: well, yeah. Yeah,
1: and that is kind of then brought into light because he's not sure then if his son is really his son and so there's all this complexity around should he get genetic testing done and there's just, yeah, the relationships start to unravel from there. At the same time her youngest brother, um, whose name is Aaron, played by William Lauder, has a baby with a previous ex-girlfriend and so she's also watching him grapple with new parenthood Um in this sort of interesting way, right. and Hugo Weaving's character just steps in all the time as his beautiful dad who just really adores his kids and wants the best for them, and he's very sort of naive and sweet and kind. It's very
0: un-Hugo Weaving, as you might very, have seen him yeah. as uh, in Lord of the Rings or The Matrix. Yeah, but
1: for it's example. very convincing. Oh, he's as very well. good. Yeah, and actually, he's who, done
0: a lot of like people wouldn't probably know in the US or England as well, but he's done a lot of like really. Good indie Australian films.
1: He has like hasn't a he? bunch of them. Yeah. yeah, he he makes really interesting choices, mm. I think, as an actor. And one of the standouts in this show actually is his new girlfriend Anita, who's played by Heather Mitchell. Mm. And what I love about their relationship—they meet on a cruise that he'd booked with his wife who died. Right. Um, and she's really sexy even though she's and not even, I should say, but she's in her, I'd say, 60s, late 60s. And they do a really good job of showing sexual desire and relationships in older people. Okay. And the, the way that she's a really free kind of person and draws him in to her world and kind of shows him about art and culture and a different way of being and, And she's so light as a person. And he was in a previous relationship with someone who was obviously very intense. And so she kind of shows him a different way of being. And there's just so much joy in that. And that's quite an interesting trajectory to follow. Hmm. And season two continues their relationship. They get married. And that's kind of interesting to see how that relationship unfolds. Yeah, there's some complexity around there too. So it's just great. I loved it. Silly Picola is um, a minor oh, yeah, character in it too. In it, yeah. yeah, she's um, a friend that works at the hospital with Clara yeah. and she actually directs an episode as well. Does she? Yeah, Isn't yeah. It? She's
0: a great Australian comedic and she acting and is. directing talent. Correct. I know. She's also
1: in Utopia, which is a really oh, yeah, excellent yeah, yeah, yeah. TV show. And also in Beautiful Lies, which is one of my favourite Australian dramas, who also coincidentally that movie stars the wonderful redhead from – Succession played by... Oh, uh, what's fucking her name?
0: Sarah Snook.
1: Yeah, she's just yeah. bloody great.
0: That's a very dark show.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is a very dark show, but it's very well done. Yeah. Anyway, all that is to say, love me. Um, it's on binge. It's really worth watching. Both seasons are really great. Mm-hmm. So, And would they're you all up there it now.
0: over the movie Ghosted?
1: Oh, I don't know. You sold, really sold me with the movie a Ghosted. Movie. A lot of people don't know I feel know like that. that would be a fun time for all. I agree. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, love me. I should say as well, just very quickly, it's also directed by Emma Freeman and she's a really excellent director, has done a really great job. that name. Yeah, it's also the writing team is also amazing. Josephine Bournebush, Alison Bell, who wrote The Letdown or started yeah, in The Letdown, Letdown's, sorry, I should yeah. say, not wrote, started in it. Um, Adele Vuko, Leon Ford and Blake Ashford. And, again, I think you can just tell when there's, like, an even split of genders or more women in a writing Mm. team, the women characters just are better. They just talk more the way that women actually talk. Mm. It's just, it's refreshing to see, I think. So, yeah. Cool.
0: Do you remember, because that actress you're talking about, uh, the lead actress whose name I can't remember.
1: Bojana Novakovic.
0: Yeah. She's, she was in a show in 2003 called Marking Time which was about, it was just like a stream. Yeah, Australian I remember that, yeah. Miniseries. And it's got Matthew Led, what's his name? He's from, he's the handsome guy from Offspring. The Doctor. Yeah, Patrick.
1: Yes. I And it's remember. got Abe
0: Forsyth and whatever. And it's just, it's like this, it's about a small town in Australia and it's and there's, there's got like an, I can't remember whether it's got an immigration centre or there's a number of like immigrants who have come over from like war-torn countries in the Middle East. And then September 11 happens. And it's just, I remember it being really good, maybe it's terrible, but I remember being like really in an era where like the world, some of the world was going to war with the Middle East. This was like this kind of really insightful, like look at immigration and and refugees, Hmm. like from a perspective that you wouldn't necessarily see. And just the idea of like sitting in in a small Australian town and all that's like a it's like 20 years old, that show. Anyway, the lead guy in that is now gonna direct the new RoboCop movie. Oh. Apparently. What? If that happens.
1: That's so interesting. That was a really, really great show. It
0: was also written by John Doyle, who you might mm. know from Roy and HG. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Roy and HG? Or their show yeah, of before that do. Club Buggery. <laughs> they did the games, which was their, <laughs> their Olympic Games <laughs> coverage. I don't know if you remember that.
1: Of course I remember that. Yeah. Anyway. I absolutely do. You're
0: not going to believe this, Claire. I don't
1: I will. You're gonna lose your shit. I haven't finished it. No, listen,
0: I have brought you on this very day Mm -hmm. a poem. Stop it. Yes.
1: Today of all days. Yep. Today of this moment in this time, you have brought me a poem. Is it one that I've already read out?
0: Uh, I don't know. Let's find out. Just I just want to confirm the name of it.
1: Oh, okay. Here he goes while he frantically Googles a poem. So it's
0: from the book, it's by William Martin. It's from the book, The Parenting's Tao Teaching Ancient Advice for Modern Parents.
1: Oh, this sounds right on my alley. I
0: haven't read the the book, but I have read this poem. Okay. This book is from the year.
1: 1999. Oh, many, many. Which was also the year that The
0: Matrix came out, which I would highly recommend if you haven't seen it. (laughs) Um, Okay, it's called Do Not Ask Your Children. About The Matrix, let them experience it in cinemas if you can. No, it's called Do Not Ask Your Children. I feel like I'm bad at reading poetry because I'm not earnest enough and I'm bad at reading.
1: You're not bad at reading. Which is terrible because I was a
0: teacher so I don't know how.
1: You just have to sit in your feelings.
0: All right, I'll sit in my feelings. The
1: problem with you and just before you read it. It's very angry down
0: here. I don't like it.
1: The problem with you, and I know you very, very well, we've been together a very long time. Sure. I still don't know when you're being sincere.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just assume that I'm not. It's
1: very unclear.
0: Here we go. Stop me if if you read this to me once. Do not ask your children to strive for extraordinary lives. Such striving may seem admirable, but it is the way of foolishness. Help them instead to find the wonder and the marvel of an ordinary life. Show them the joy of tasting tomatoes, apples, and pears. Show them how to cry when pets and people die. Show them the infinite pleasure in the touch of a hand and make the ordinary come alive for them. The extraordinary will take care of itself. Many blessings, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) Have you read that?
1: No, I have not. That got me in the feels. Finally. Good job. That's all I wanted. That was really beautiful. It's not as good as the
0: one that I read back to you. That that (laughs) That I'd
1: already recommended. That you already
0: recommended. uh, Uh, I think it's also a good message of like, hey, man, look at this fruit or whatever.
1: Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of About Time. You know that montage, that movie About Time?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. and at the end there's – Great movie.
1: It's such a good movie. But at the end the kind of wrap-up of it all is that idea they play that song, um, There's Gold in Them Heels. Yes. And he talks about, because in that movie the main character can time travel back and forth and what he learns in all of that in the end is just to take the joy in those really ordinary moments. That's
0: right because even though he can time travel, Something, in family, I don't know.
1: That was so insightful. I mean, I would have no, killed Hitler Do, do you know what I mean, though? I think it's that saying that, that there's extraordinary in the ordinary. Absolutely
0: there is. Yeah. And it's also like you, it's very naive and everybody said this all the time and we know, but when you watch a kid experience something, mm. then, yeah, then it's like, oh, yeah, just watching a kid dance, watching our kid's dance, I love it.
1: I know, <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. Do you know what? Also playing hide-and-seek in the pool yeah, over the weekend – i don't know there's nowhere to hide in the pool so what she did was she she climbed into the smaller space she could which is just the corner of the pool like a bit of the edge was rounded yeah and she just went into the crack of it and then she was just standing there and then she could see me and she would turn her eyes all the way to the (laughs) side so that like it would almost be like i couldn't quite see her So she just ended up looking at me like this, yeah. (laughs) which you can't see because it's an audio medium, but it just was the most hilarious thing because I could be like, where are you? And she would just look at me through the crack corner of her (laughs) eye with her eyes really wide and it just made me endlessly laugh. And then someone gave her a kickboard, so she just like slid the kickboard (laughs) in front of her face. Oh, so funny. That was really That's great. sweet. I know. So, yeah, I agree. That was beautiful. Well done and beautifully read, I will say, sincerely.
0: Well, I wasn't being some since I was being sarcastic, but whatever. Oh, well, what have well, you well. got, Claire?
1: Ooh, all right. So, should I do my next recommendation or should I save it for next week? How much time are we done? 35 minutes. Well, you can save it, whatever you want. All right. No, I'll talk about it now. All right. Um, Well, that
0: means you'll have to do find something else for next week. Yeah, but that's right. You're always scrabbling around like that. I am scrabbling at the moment, like a rat in the dark.
1: Scrabbling everything. Well, this is a beautiful picture book. It's called Life in a Hollow. It's written by a primary school teacher called David Gullen, illustrated by Susan Horton. And did it's your been, mum bring this back from something? Um, my brother did, your brother did, He's a friend, right. of, he's yeah, a yeah, friend yeah, yeah, of my yeah. brother's. That's um, so cool. I know, it's really cool, and it's published by the CSIRO, which I would also recommend. They're an amazing organisation of scientists based in Australia.
0: They also make nuclear weapons. What's no, that's they're?
1: not true. Jesus. I thought they are <laughs> all into climate change. You're so They are changing the climate with bloody
0: nuclear weapons, right? Oh. Anyway, go on.
1: Anyway, it's just a really beautiful um, look at hollow trees. Yeah. And so the whole idea is um, – Like, what's
0: in this one? Nothing. And just, <laughs> what's in this one? <laughs> well,
1: you know how much I love hollow. You know how much I love trees.
0: So it's really
1: just it starts as a crack in a tree and little skinks start to live in it, which are like little lizards that we have here. Mm -hmm. And then over time the cracks get bigger and bigger and become a hollow and each time they become a new home for another animal, um, which I think is just really, it, it sounds super simple, but it's just a really beautiful little story and a really beautiful reminder of how important old trees are. Yeah. Um, and it's also just a lovely look at our Australian animals and so there's bats that move in and then after that there's these beautiful rosellas that move into the hollow and then slowly possums go in to live there. And so I just, I think it's just beautifully done and I think as it says at the back of the book, that is happening, that process is happening all over the place everywhere we go and then the idea of then taking your kids after you read the story to walk through the bush and look for hollows and peer into them and see more, who might be living in there and then mm. talking about why trees and leaving those old trees are so important because they're homes for animals. It's very simple. Exactly. But isn't I really it, loved it.
0: Isn't that fascinating that like so much of the environment is creatures use, they need old trees. You don't just say, like, oh, it's dead, let's get rid of it or whatever. Like every part of the environment has a purpose when we yeah. don't mess around
1: with it. Correct, exactly. We could go down a really depressing rabbit hole However, this beautiful picture book is excellent. Um, yeah, so if you're after it it's really It's
0: really, good... yeah, I love the look of it. It mm. reminds me of like a book, like an Australian storybook you'd read in like the 80s and 90s. Yeah, it has got like a, it's that kind of art style because I feel like there's like eras of art and we're in, you know, not not that I hate the era that we're in now, not at all, but I just love that it kind of feels like
1: and all of the a different starboard. time. Yeah. And
0: I can't stress enough. Not in a bad way, in a good no, way. No, <laughs> it's
1: just really beautifully done. Yeah. yeah. so Susan Horton does an amazing job with the illustrations. Um, and David Gullen, you can tell he's a primary school teacher because he understands the way to write a book for kids and the concept's yeah. really simple. Good on him
0: for like getting that published as well because that's
1: I know, very it's difficult. amazing. Awesome. Yeah, so um, Life in a Hollow, uh, if you're looking for a book, particularly if you're looking for an Australian book, you should definitely mm. check it out. You can find them at the CSIRO so many oh, kids are
0: like I know, like a lot of Australian celebrities or comedians, they like they just write like these slapdash, terrible. Mm. It's, and it's always like Gross McPoo-ear or something like that. <laughs> <And it's> like,
1: <laughs> oh, that Gross McPoo-ear Yeah, you know what I mean.
0: There's a bunch of them like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, I, like, I, would, I, would, I
0: would, I've never tried to publish anything, so what would I know about? But I know it's difficult for like to get anything published. Like, and just the yeah. fact that he got that done and it's good is like is great. It's yeah. really cool. I agree. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's it There is, are exceptions yeah.
0: to that. Um obviously um
1: There are. There are some really Andy
0: who did Andy Matthews has that, oh, that book,
1: but he's a professional writer as well. Well, that's true. That's the other part but of that, it.
0: That, I mean I've talked about the I got to get his second book.
1: They're so um, good those books. Our, ki- our kids love them too. I'm
0: going to get that cuz he said he was going to send it to me and I'm like no I'm going to buy it and he goes no I'm going to send you one but he hasn't sent it to me so I'm, I will just go and buy it and so yeah. I can
1: read it. Anyway, it's
0: called, yeah, Gustav and Henry. There's two oh, two of them. Oh, they're so good. They're great. They're really good. Yeah. Um, anyway.
1: And on that, I have a little email to read out. Well, before you do
0: that, Claire, hold your bloody horses because I hate horses, Claire. I have a review and people can review the show. They can do it in-app. What? They can do use the app of their choice. What? And if you do a five-star review, oh I will read it out. Correct. And that is a guarantee.
1: Holy moly! Unless it's
0: weird, you say yeah, weird. Yeah, don't be too thing. weird. But most people, I would say all. Yeah. I think I've read out probably every every review, and if I've missed one, it's an accident. Anyway, anyway this one's from Wolfwood nine five seven six. Watch this be the weirdest fucking thing I've ever read. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but I'm going to read it now. Less successful, just as blissful. Oh, there we go. Maybe it's all right. After finding the Weekly Planet in pandemic, I'm excited to I'm excited to have this now that I'm almost caught up. It gave me Die, which is now one of my favorite comic books and next game I'll buy, and a number of good recipes. It's sad that these two will never find the beauty in Nolan Rogers' Final Space because it's been buried by HBO, but it's been, a fa- it's been fascinating hearing both reactions. Pod, uh, keep, Sorry, keep up the great pod. Thank you. Final Space, yeah, they, I did watch a bunch of Final Space and then they got rid of it.
1: That sounds hard and sad. I'm it sorry was, Claire. For you. Your life is a series of is challenges, on as I say.
0: No, it is on Netflix here. Yeah. I should finish that. Anyway, what do you got in terms of? Uh, Ooh, a little yeah.
1: review. Well, I don't remember. I don't remember starting so do brain Do you remember just, uh, the twenty-first night of September? Baby did a bad, bad thing. Mm. Um, no. So last week I talked about Laura Davis, the comedian, how she had a story about lo- pretending to lose her engagement ring. She was secretly just looking at the shiny, shiny rocks in the moonlight. <laughs> and yeah. so then this poor woman went looking for this engagement ring for ages. Anyway, connected, important context for this email from Jacob McCory. <sighs> Hi, Claire and James. Sunday, I hope you're both doing well. I am a long-time listener of the Weekly Planet and I'm working my way through suggestible catalogue on my long drives from university to my home in a different state. I was listening to the pod and when Claire was talking about Laura Davis's engagement ring story and James's his Iron Giant DVD story, yeah. it was a coincidence that, unfortunately, I got caught in a similar lie earlier that day. Oh, no! In my economics class, my professor was using the Titanic as a metaphor for the economy or something, and he called on me and asked if I had seen the movie, which I immediately lied and said yes. Then he asked me what happened right before it hit the iceberg, and when I hesitated, he said, you haven't seen the movie, and about 20 pairs of eyes darted straight to me with some laughter, of course, I don't know why I lied about seeing a movie that came out before I was born, but I just had to. And unfortunately, I got caught.
0: Damn, oh, you're wrong. No,
1: Jake. Thank you, too, for such a wonderful podcast each week. Best Jake from Colorado. I mean, at that
0: point, you got to double down. You yeah. know what I mean? you got to be hey, like, Jake. you know what? Maybe you haven't seen the movie.
1: <laughs> also, that is so crazy that it came out before he was born. It's
0: not like crazy. He was born in
1: 1997. Yeah, I know, He's but an adult. I know. That's <laughs> what I mean. Oh my god! I saw the. Like I saw that movie by myself in the theaters with money that I earned.
0: Yeah, I mean, if he was born in say 1998, probably later, he'd be like 25 years old.
1: Far out.
0: Yeah, but he's probably younger out. if he's doing college stuff or not. Some people go who later, knows? and that's cool. I that think. is
1: cool. Um, I will also say there's a PS here. Oh yeah, Claire, my mum who has two grown children and doesn't <laughs> listen to music very often, instantaneously cried when I sent herself which is a song from my album. Oh, damn. I don't know if you knew that I read an album. That's crazy
0: that she hated it that much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so annoying. And can I continue? Yeah, I'm
0: just laughing at the thing I said about you.
1: It was very funny. I, I appreciate that. It's good that you're laughing at my art. That's fine. And she's, And she said she was able to relate a lot to it. So thank you for providing mothers and people with beautiful music that they can resonate with. Damn. Oh,
0: mate. Thank you so much. What a delightful email. I know. With many different fast,
1: What a legend, uh, like Jake, you are. Thank yeah. you so much. All yeah, right. Man. Enjoy your usefulness. Yeah, man. Good, you should. Sure. Don't,
0: yeah. don't. People are allowed to enjoy their usefulness, I know. Claire. I was being
1: sincere. No, you weren't. What?
0: You said it like a, a bit of spite, like enjoy
1: your usefulness. Oh, I'm just having one of those days where I'm feeling a little yeah. old. Mm. But as I said, age is wisdom. Be grateful. For the ageing. an age also
0: is, is but, it, it's but a number, It's,
1: but a, it's a, but but a very number. high number for you in particular. <laughs> rude, rude. Anyway, the, we've been to just for podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you as always to Royal Collings for editing this week's episode. Thank you to Maisie for doing our social media. If you're in Melbourne and you want to come down to the Wesleyan on Sunday the 7th of May, bloody love you to yep. come along and listen to some good old-fashioned tunes.
0: Next week I'm going to break down all my healthy snacks that I eat. Not A joke, I'm really gonna do it. Do
1: we want people to keep listening? Yeah, man. I don't think that that is a very good, um, it's that time of
0: year where I get in the best shape that I can and then I don't take my shirt off that's <laughs> for what months
1: and then you just it gets to summer and you've and maintained. Over. No, I haven't. I have no, not that's maintained. what I mean. You've maintained well, your bod now, yeah, so like returned, you get it really so. great. So then by the time you've had your Christmas pud, it's all over. It's like to be fair, listeners, he says this, he looks the same, he looks.
0: She's not. I, I could show you comparison photos, Claire, and I will after oh, this podcast.
1: Anyway, anyway it's all aesthetics, which are not important. It's what's on it's the It's about inside strength, also, Claire. It's
0: about functionality.
1: I thought it was about teaching your kids how to eat apple or something. What? Like the poem.
0: Oh, I forgot the poem. Forget about the poem. <laughs>
1: Forget about it.
0: I found it as a joke. It's not real. No, it's real. <laughs> okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Also, uh, the movie Ghosted. It's actually not real. What? I don't know, people have to Google it, is it? (laughs) Check it out, maybe. Let me let me show you a poster.
1: Right. I thought you said it wasn't real. Can I turn this podcast off yet? yet. What is happening?
0: Here's a thing. All
1: right, here we go. Actually, I was
0: saving this to the end. I have this poster. I want you to tell me whether I made this or it's a real poster. Like a thumbnail. Yeah. Is that real? Or did I make that? You tell me. Is it real? (laughs) Look at it. Is it real, As
1: listeners? I don't understand is it, real? it. Is it real? Yes, it is. It's real. It's a real movie. It, I think it was. I think it is because of the context you've given me. That is real. Yeah,
0: but maybe I made it all up.
1: Oh God, I don't even know now. Is it real? Why is it so blurry in the background? Is it real? Yes, I'm. That's my answer. I'm already <laughs> given you my answer. Why you just keep telling? Why you keep? Right, asking you're gonna have to Google question. it to find out.
0: And tell everybody else who doesn't right. know. Goodbye.
1: Excellent. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye.